So maybe as a believer this morning, you came with all kinds of troubles, difficulties, situations in your life. You don't know what's going to happen to your marriage. You don't know what's going to happen to your children. You don't know what's going to happen in your job. Whatever the problem may be, listen, Jesus Christ today wants to touch you. Why? Because He's compassionate. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today, Raul will conclude our series, Celebrating God's Limitless Love, and we're glad to have you along today. We'll get a comforting word by seeing that as Christ brought healing and renewal to the people of Nazareth, He can work mightily in every difficult circumstance of our lives. Stay with us here on Somebody Loves You Radio, and later on, we'll tell you about a resource with even more assurance of the hope and compassion that God gives those who trust in Him. Now, here's Raul Reese with today's lesson. Well, this morning, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 9. What an awesome chapter this has been uh, for the study and the life of Christ And as I was reflecting back and going into that lesson for this next week, it was pretty amazing to be able to see the actual work that Christ was doing in his own personal life. And the title of my message this morning will be The Compassion of Christ for the Lost. And it's pretty interesting as you read the story here. But let me give you three things that I caught in the story before us this morning on the mission of Jesus concerning three things. Number one, it was to minister to those in need. To minister to those in need. You might be here this morning with a lot of problems, a lot of situations in your life. But one thing that I know for sure is that when you come with an open mind and an open heart, then God can minister to you and to your needs. You don't have to leave the same way you came here this morning. You can be a different person. And if you've been messing up during the week, then maybe this morning as you open your heart before God, He will minister to you individually. Secondly, it was... The demonstration of the heart of compassion in the life of Jesus for other people. When you talk to people, sometimes they're very aggressive and you can tell they don't love people. One of the things we have to remember is that, number one, we're not God. We cannot judge. And you have to remember that if you try to defend yourself, the Lord will never defend you. Remember that. If you defend yourself, the Lord will never defend you. I'd rather have God defend me than defend myself. And this is the way Jesus operated. As he was watching all these people going here, going there, through villages and huge cities. Now remember, he was ministering around the Sea of Galilee. And if you've been there with us, it's a huge place. Tiberias, Capernaum across, and then on the other side, the Gadarenes. 
And to walk around that Sea of Galilee took a long time to walk around. And in each of these cities and villages, they tell us, historically, there were probably about 15,000 people in population in each little 10 cities, what we call the Decapolis. So there were 150 to probably 300,000 people around the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus spent three years there ministering to people. So we can see with the actual text that surely he came to minister to people's needs. Secondly, he demonstrated compassion for anyone that came to him, even the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were against him. And thirdly, he came so that he could call men to a greater vision concerning the lost. The lost, those that do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I think that all of us here know someone in our family or friends that do not know the Lord. Time is moving so rapidly. Things are happening so quickly in the world that surely we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit when He speaks to my heart, when He speaks to your heart. That if someone comes to your house or you're down in the uh, actually store shopping, and you see someone in need, maybe the Holy Spirit will quicken you to go up to that person and just share with them because they're going through something very deep. Many people are very oppressed. You look at their countenance, oppressed people. Many are very depressed, and they can't come out of it. And this is where the ministry of Jesus came as he was moving around the Galilee between cities, as people would come out to meet him, the lame, the blind, the sick, they would come to Jesus and Jesus would minister to each one of those people. He never ever was negative against them. And so Jesus now not only becomes aware of others' needs, but he's not even aware of his own needs. And this is now late and it's almost a whole day and he's been ministering to hundreds of people. And check this out, verse 35. Then Jesus, in chapter 9, verse 35, he says, And then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel. Notice of what? Of the kingdom of God. Imagine that. And healing every sickness, every disease among the people. Now, one of the things that caught my eye is that Jesus went about everywhere. He didn't stay home. He wasn't just kicking back. He was a hard worker. He worked very hard day and night. And the reason is because he was limited to time. He knew that his time was coming to go to the cross. And yet he didn't start his ministry when he was a little kid. He started his ministry at the age of 30 years old. And he only had three and a half years to fulfill his ministry. So he had to move rapidly. That's the reason, one of the reasons he did not go to the whole world. He stayed around Palestine. And ministered to the Jews. Because he came for Israel. 
But once the Israelis or the Jews rejected him, remember after his death and resurrection, what did he do? Then he brought the gospel through the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. 120 were filled with the Holy Spirit. And with those 120, he gave the great commission to take the gospel to who? To the whole world. To the whole world. And that's why we have the gospel today. And then it says this in verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were many scattered, like weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray that the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Jesus had such a heart for the people that were cast down and needy. And at the same time, think of all of the multitudes that were constantly pressing upon him, touching him, holding on to him, asking for something, and he never, ever said no. Here in chapter 9, verse 35, the first observation we have is Jesus' mission and his ministry to the people. His mission and ministry. Notice verse 35. And then Jesus went about all the cities, villages. And what was he doing? Number one, teaching in their synagogues. Who were the synagogues? These were the places of worship at that time. And then he went over and he began to preach the gospel of the kingdom. To who? To those that did not know him. And then healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Just think of what Jesus Christ has done in your life since you came to him. So much. So much he's done. I know he's done a lot in my life. And I think that we have to be thankful and graceful when we deal with other people. Because Jesus had to have a lot of patience With all the people that were constantly pressing him. But yet, how wonderful it is to know that Jesus not only had come because he had a burden, but that he wanted to teach and he wanted to preach and he wanted to heal people's needs. He wanted to take care of them. And that was not just for the first century. It's even for today, for the 21st century still going on today. So if you came here this morning with a real burden, you've been oppressed by Satan, or maybe one of your children is sick, or going through something heavy, don't be afraid to call upon the name of the Lord. He's there for you. He will never say no to you. Especially when you align yourself in His perfect will, He will begin to work in you. He'll begin to work through your life mightily and powerfully. Because he loves you so much. And yet if there's someone else here today that doesn't really believe in Jesus Christ. And somebody invited you to come or you came on your own. It's so cool because he will never press himself upon any person. But he will, through the service, will give you the opportunity as the Holy Spirit will begin to work in the hearts and the life of every individual person here this morning, sitting, listening, and having an open heart. Then he'll begin to minister to you. And he has a mission. And that mission to you is to get you to come to know him personally as Lord and Savior. To save you. So that you don't have to go to hell. 
so that you don't have to be tormented. So you can put your full dependency upon Him. In time of need, He will be there for you. When you call upon Him, you shall be saved. Why? Because He loves the world. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We're committed to coming alongside you with the hope and truth of God's Word. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. Coming up in just a few moments, we'll tell you about a booklet that illuminates the Lord's mighty love for you. But first, let's rejoin Rawl. Secondly, notice observation number two, verse 36. The compassion of Jesus for the lost. How do you feel about the lost in your own personal life? Your loved ones, your friends, your enemies. Does the church have that urgency that we once used to have concerning the lost? Real important. We're not here to convert anybody. God forbid. We're not here to press ourselves upon them. But we're here as an assistant to assist people, whatever their need may be. And in doing that, then we can be like Jesus more and more. Why? Because in his compassion that we perceive here, in verse 36, look what he says. But when he saw the multitudes, the first thing is eye contact. He was aware of the multitudes around him. And what did he do? Notice Again, verse 36, he was moved with compassion. Beautiful word, compassion. He loved them. And then I think of all the people that I know, the people that you may know today. How do you see them? How do you perceive them? Has the Holy Spirit ever moved upon your heart as you see these people in all of their problems, all their situations? all their difficulties and you start weeping and you start moving with compassion and you feel like, man, I got to do something about this. I got to help these people. That's the heart of Jesus. He was really moved when he saw them because notice they were worried and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. No shepherd. Imagine that. They didn't have anybody to help them. In the gospel of uh, Matthew 14, 14, again notice, and when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. In chapter 15, 32, and now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now continued with me for three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. He was always concerned for people. Always concerned for people. In Mark chapter 141, then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said unto him, I am willing, be cleansed. The leper that came to him. Jesus always was moving with love and compassion for other people. In Luke 7, 13, when the Lord saw that woman, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep, woman. Imagine that. The compassion of Christ. 
And the description of the people, sheep having no shepherd. No shepherd. They have no guidance. The people outside of Christ, no guidance. They're on their way to hell, and they don't even know it. And yet we know it, because of what Christ has done in us and through us. In the Old Testament, in Numbers 27, 17, Moses said, Who may go out before them and go in before them? Who may lead them out and bring them in? Speaking of the people. That the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep. They have no shepherd. Notice the expression goes back to the Old Testament. The word being scattered here in the Greek is a very interesting word. It suggests being filleted, being wounded. It's used of sheep being wounded by thorns or being plundered by robbers or being worried. Imagine that. That's how Jesus sees people. He cares for people. People that we don't care about. Maybe people that have hurt you and they don't really care for you. Remember, we're in the light, they're in the darkness. They have a soul. They're going to die one day. They need Jesus. And that's why he makes such a big thing about this year. In the book of Matthew eleven twenty eight, he says, Come unto me, all of you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You might be here this morning as an unbeliever. You're having all these situation problems, and everything's falling upon you. He says, Come unto me, and I'll release it for you. I'll take it from you. When he was talking to the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees, rebuking them in Matthew 23, 4, he said, For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders that they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. The world puts all these burdens and things upon people, burned down. But what does Jesus do? He removes them when you come to him. My burden is light. It's not heavy. So maybe as a believer this morning, you came with all kinds of troubles, difficulties, situations in your life. You don't know what's going to happen to your marriage. You don't know what's going to happen to your children. You don't know what's going to happen in your job. Whatever the problem may be, listen, Jesus Christ today wants to touch you. Why? Because He's compassionate. He cares for each one of us here individually. And it's all the way through the Old Testament as it is in the New Testament completely and fully that Jesus Christ is the great shepherd. Remember in John chapter 10 what he said? In verse 1 he says this, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter by the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Who's the door? Jesus Christ. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by the name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. I was in Israel one day and and I saw two shepherds and they had these big flocks of sheep and they were all together. They were kind of conversing with each other and there was a split on the road, one going this way, one this way. And I thought this is going to be interesting. Because one shepherd went to the left, and the other shepherd went to the right, and they made this sound with their voice, and the sheep, believe it or not, went to the left and went to the right. Why? Because the sheep know the shepherd. And that's what Jesus is saying here. We know his voice. And we are directed by the voice of the shepherd. 
We are the sheep that are constantly following the shepherd. But then you think of the world today, people that are out there, and Satan has blinded them fully and completely, and they have no direction. They don't know where they're going to end up. And yet, here God is sending you and sending me with great compassion to actually do what? To tell them about Jesus Christ. You say, well, where did you get that from? Well, look at verse 37. This is so cool. Observation number three. The concern for the world. Then he said to these disciples, what? The harvest truly is plentiful. But check this out. The labors are what? Few. Few. Not many. That's always been a problem in ministry. There's not a lot of people that really want to be helpful. There's not a lot of people that really want to be fully committed to Jesus Christ and do the work of God because they're too busy with their own personal lives. So what do we do? We neglect other people. Do you really love your neighbors that live next door to you? Have you told them about Jesus yet? Do they know you're a Christian? Do they know? How about those that you work with in the workplace? As you get the heart of Jesus and you hear that heartbeat, even as he says here, the harvest truly is plentiful. You go up and you look at the world, how big it is. And yet as you look at this world, you say, well, who's going to go? Who's going to help? Because Jesus said it. He said the labors are few. It's not the many. It's always the few. So what do we do? Well, notice what Jesus said in John 4, 35. He says, do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. Jesus speaking to the disciples. Look, you guys, don't go to sleep. Look at the people. They need Jesus. The harvest is already ready to be picked. But the problem is we do not have enough people to help, to get the message out. Observation number four, and final, check this out. Verse 38, the solution, here it is. Therefore, pray, notice that, for what? For the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. That's what we prayed this past Friday night. Awesome, we pray once a month on Friday night with the whole church. For God to send us more laborers for the harvest. We love you and we care for your needs. We're a family. We're going to spend eternity together. And yet in this great solution that Jesus is bringing about here, he says the solution is pray, pray, pray. Why? Because the commission... Involves directly from the comments in verse 37. The Lord of harvest is who? Our Father. And before Jesus sent his disciples out, he urged them to pray for more workers. We need more workers. The more, the better. Are you willing to work for him today? We all have to make a decision. Yes or no. Whatever the difficulties you might be facing right now, we hope you've been comforted by today's assurance that in every trial you are seen and cared for by your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review today's lesson, you can call us at 800-634-9165, and we'll send you a complete copy for a donation of $5 or more. Today's lesson was titled, The Compassion of Jesus. We'd also like to tell you about a faith-building resource from Raul titled, Understanding God's Compassion. This four-chapter booklet will guide you in seeking the Lord as your refuge as you consider His gifts of salvation, healing, protection, and provision. You'll see that when you fully surrender to God and entrust your life to His will, you can face the future with strength, hope, and peace. To order Roll's book titled Understanding God's Compassion, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. And we'll send your copy for just $5 plus shipping and handling. That number once again is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We invite you to take advantage of all of our resources to come alongside you in growing in your love for Jesus. If you've missed a broadcast or would like to listen to one again, every one of these programs can be downloaded as a podcast using iTunes or Spotify. And be sure to check out our free app. You'll find a variety of ways to experience the Bible, as well as a link to our online resource store. You can also join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time for Straight Talk, a Q&A program that provides Bible-based insights for godly living. Your tax-deductible donations equip us to share God's truth through these broadcasts, and we are grateful for your partnership. Well, we hope that you've been blessed by this series on the love of God, and will join us again next time as we launch a new study that will challenge us to shape our lives in obedience to Christ's instructions in His Sermon on the Mount. That's next time on Somebody Loves You Radio. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.